life changes. I don't know what happened to you to get to where you are. I don't know if you've lost somebody. I don't know if you've gone through divorce. I don't know if you're still waiting on your person or I don't know if your person is down the hallway and it feels dead. Hi there, Rachel Joy Barbeau. Welcome to another episode of the Joy Starters podcast. So if you are listening to this audio, I'm going to tell you that um, there's also now a video version of this and we will be using this in the future to share clips. Eventually we will put it on YouTube. Um, we will help use the video because some people like to watch, right? And do the subtitles and just watch that way at work with the volume down. Some people like to listen. Everybody likes different ways and different things. It's basically why we are trying something new, which if you take notes, the first thing I'm asking you to do is try something new. That's my first tip from the podcast this week. Try something new. What is the worst that could happen? Here's what I say to all the things that could go wrong. So what? I have lost everything. I've lost people. I've lost things. I've failed. I have fallen flat on my face. I've done all those things. And what I say to all that failure is so what? So what? So what? I'm still here. So what? I'm still valuable. So what? I'm still loved. So take that with um, all of this wisdom <laughs> that hopefully I'm pouring into you and say, try, I say, try something new. So our something new is um, recording this as well on camera and not just audio. This is my office slash studio. That's my gallery wall. And um, I am so excited. It is October 17th. I just got home from a date um, with my hot husband. Um, five years ago today, I met him. Five years ago, today, on this day, I met him. And he was laughing with me earlier and kind of picking at me because that's what he does. Grab this pillow. And that's what he does. And he kind of picks at me a little bit. And um, he said, look at you. He said, you've got two anniversaries now. He said, you've got December 5th when we got married. And then you've got this anniversary. And I said, well, honey, I didn't have December 5th, like, for four years before we got married. So this is like, you know, this is the day we met. And then we have our wedding anniversary. So he's like, "You are you looking for two anniversary gifts?" And we were just just kidding with each other. We make each other laugh. I'm telling you, laughter is the is the medicine. It's the secret. It's the not secret. It's it's all of those things. But the reason why I'm sharing all of this with you and the stories that I'm about to about to share is because um, of this. I made a video last night, uh, a really raw video, talking about um, my feelings on the eve of our anniversary and how um, I felt five years ago. And I am known for that. I'm known for what we talk about in my movement, radical vulnerability. Um, and I was just taking the mask off and being real and saying that when the night before I met him, I remember the weekend before I'd actually gone fishing with one of my girlfriends who is one of the best anglers literally like in the world and her name is Jen Ripple like Jen Ripple. It's kind of also like I also had a chiropractor once named Dr. McCracken. <laughs> this is real life. But I was fly fishing with her and I have a picture because I was looking at my memories and I was telling her how dating was so hard and how I just kind of had gotten to this place where I was happy with my life. And if it was only 
my life and, and I never met anybody um, romantically that this life would be enough. And um, I remember saying that to her and, you know, wishing and telling her that dating was hard, especially at that time I was a sportscaster and being in the public eye and all of those things. Little did I know, and I am going to cry. I feel like I cried every one of these podcasts, but it's me and it's my life. And as I told my team this morning, I am grateful for my emotions. I'm grateful. There's many people that cannot express their emotions, that have a hard time expressing their emotions. I'm grateful for my emotions. I'm grateful that I feel. I'm, gr I'm grateful that I feel deeply and passionately and that I want to help people. I'm grateful for all of that. So I, I will not ever apologize. I'll, and if I do, I'll correct myself for uh, being emotional or crying. So I remember saying that to her and um, I remember how I felt the night before. And I go to, this one involves my mom, so I'm definitely gonna cry, but happy tears as my grandmother would say. My mom and her best friend, Sandra, came and met me in Montgomery, Alabama. I was the quarterback um, club in Montgomery. I was their female speaker of the year. Like uh, Laura Rutledge had been, had had done it. Like Holly Rowe, some um, really amazing women in my field had done it. And then I was the speaker. And I remember I was doing um, uh, interviews and then they had me like in this kind of side room and they had me taking pictures with people. And I didn't think much of it. I was taking pictures of people, meeting people. And I look up and there is the most striking, tall blonde that I've seen. And I have a thing for a man in a suit. And ooh, he was in a suit and he was wearing that suit. That's all I'm going to say. And he stood next to me and took a picture. And I remember he smelled good. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty open about this story. I had been ghosted that summer. And so uh, my heart was tender and I just wasn't. I was there to work, you know. I mean, I thought he was very handsome, but that was that. And so I get, I go to be seated in the main room, and um, there's, you know, 30 tables. And I, my mom's seated at the front, and I look up, and y'all, he is seated next to my mother. <laughs> Out of everybody, everybody in that room, he's seated next to my mother. And um, he likes to say that I fell in love with your mother before I fell in love with you, Rachel Joy. And so at this time, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking, gosh, you know, he can't, you know, can't be free, can't be, you know, single, he can't be in those things. And also I'm getting ready to speak. So I'm just trying not to pay too much attention to this handsome stranger to my right. Meanwhile, he and my mom are just like, blah, 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 blah. And, um, so I speak and then afterwards we had taken a picture together and he said, let me send this picture to you. Do you have, can I get your numbers in this picture to you? And then I was like, oh, and, um, and a lot of this is in the book and it goes further than this, but, um, it's customary for the speaker to go downstairs at the hotel. Um, he happened to be staying at the same hotel and, um, mingle with some of the club members. And so we went downstairs and there was a long table and there was lots of people talking and he was at one end and I was at the other. And, um, and you know, we didn't really get a chance to talk that much. And then the place closes down and everybody's going upstairs. And meanwhile, y'all, my mom, I'm a grown woman, but my mom is calling me, where are you? Where are you? She'd been down at the restaurant, but I already went upstairs. Where are you? Where are you? You need to come upstairs. And I'm like, you're never too old to be your mama's baby. And I remember he, um, he and I sat in these wingback chairs in the lobby for maybe 15, 20 minutes and just talked. And um, 
At the beginning of the conversation, he leans up. I'll never forget it. He leans up and puts his hands, his elbows on his knees and leans forward and says, um, I'm interested in dating you. <laughs> what? 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 I mean, my little soul flipped, flipped and flipped and flipped and flipped. I was like, are you kidding me? Like what? Like what? Um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the, he knew what he wanted. Um, I loved every bit of it. Walked me upstairs, gave me a kiss, went to sleep with my mom and her best friend, Sandra. And he went to his room. We met him for breakfast the next morning. And that was that. And we've never been out of each other's lives. Even when we were not together, we were never out of each other's hearts. Um, and so that was five years ago today, y'all. Five years ago today. So I made this video last night talking about um, that. Talking about the night before and how I felt and and all of those things. And I put it on TikTok and I put it on Instagram and I shared it today on, on Twitter. And, and I have gotten today no less than five messages from people saying that was for me. And what I said in the message, if you go to any of my socials, but what I said in the message was I felt kind of hopeless. Like I had kind of given up. I had resigned myself to this is what my life's going to be. And if it is, and that that's great. And, and that's what this is going to be. And I'd resigned myself to that. And I encourage people that God really does have a plan. And that today at you, you're walking towards this person and they're walking towards you. And somebody said this to me, a while back, and I loved it. They said, um, they said just that. And it really um, helped me to have faith that today I was one step closer to my love than I was the day before. The other thing somebody said to me one time, because I was single for a long time. I mean, I dated here and there and had a few serious relationships, but I was single. And, and I remember um, somebody else saying that take take um, courage or have courage that you and your love, wherever you are looking at the same stars right now, <laughs> looking up at the same stars and you're making your way towards each other. So I, I knew um, making this video last night, talking about this for the podcast, that that radical vulnerability, and that's what I encourage you to do. Try something new, be radically vulnerable. Um, I had a feeling that was for somebody. And then getting these messages today was just confirmation of these people that said, hey, I'm lonely. Hey, that's me. Hey, say a prayer for me. Hey, I'm you're still single. Hey, I've had some of the most amazing, you know, career pivotal moments of my life. And I, I got into the car and went home alone. And I'm so utterly lonely. And, and um, so I just wanted to remind you that if you're happy with somebody, baby, water your grass. Water your grass, pour into it, date them, love them, spoil them, forgive them, work on yourself, do all that. But if you are waiting on your person, have faith, have faith that they are coming, that it is coming down the road and that God really does have a plan. I, I can't speak for um, other religions. I, I, I can just say from a faith-based person, um, what my faith tells me from a Christian perspective is that um, there is a plan that our days are ordered from our end, from the end to the beginning. And so 
Um, I believe before Christopher was born that he was meant to be my husband and that I was that phantom piece of hair in your, in your mouth, um, that he was meant to be my husband and I was meant to be his wife. And um, our love story, I think, is is pretty inspiring because we've been through everything that was meant to tear us apart. Um, and yet we are together five years later, went through two breakups and I don't even know if I'd necessarily, I mean, there were breakups. We weren't together, but we didn't date anybody else. We healed. We worked on ourselves. We always loved each other. We I asked him one time he, he, before we got married, he's like, yeah, but we broke up twice. And I said, was there ever a day that you didn't think about me? And he said, never. And I said, me either. I said, so see, we may have broken up by the world standards, but we were never out of each other's hearts. So I, I just want to encourage you wherever you are. Again, if you're in that first place where you're like, um, I've got a relationship, I've got a marriage, I've got these things, pour into it, baby, pour the gasoline, pour the oil, pour the, pour the fertilizer, pour the water, pour like the good smelling oils, like pour into it. Um, I serve and love my husband. I check myself. I, um, I took a little break from therapy, but now I'm getting back into therapy so that I can be the best possible version of myself for me. Um, and then also how that plays out in being a wife and a bonus mom. So if you're in, in it, um, make it great, man. Find out their love language. I teach on this all the time. Like find out, um, what their love language is. I'm asking Christopher to do it again, to, um, share with me again, because maybe it's changed in the past year and a half since we did this. Um, find a, this is the first segment of people, find um, a, a online course. We found one, Christine and Brett Erhart. I, it, I, I can put it in the show notes. But anyway, it was an amazing, um, oh gosh. Anyway, I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes. It's an amazing course. I've shared it with a bunch of people. We did it um, leading up the year leading up to our marriage. And it's one of those that you can continue to go back and do. It's absolutely amazing. Find a course. Pour the fertilizer, the gas, the oil, the whatever you want to do to start it. Um, dote on them. Spoil them. Spoil them with your love, with your attention. Find out their love language. Um, all of those things. All of it. Like all of it in a nutshell. And if you're waiting, if you're waiting, have faith. If you're waiting, work on you. If you're waiting, date you. If you're waiting, something that you've been dreaming about, that you've been hoping for, that you've been planning for, that you've been wanting to do, do it, right? Do it. Become the best possible version of yourself that you can be so that when you meet them, um, you are well-rounded. You are working on your ish. The other thing I'll tell you is I have learned is five years of being with another human being has taught me um, that I got a lot of junk to work on. <laughs> I am sassy and I butt in um, sometimes. I interrupt him. I um, am hot-tempered, um, like emotionally charged. I feel very deeply, you know. I've got a lot of stuff that I can work on. And being in a relationship helps really reveal those things in a mighty, mighty way. Um, so what I would say to you is if you're single right now, if you're single, um, man, Start to work on those things already. Start to work on those things right now. So you don't have to wait till you're in a relationship 
to be able to cultivate that, right? Like start to work on those things right now, okay? Um, so yeah, I just want to take this time because I had no idea that putting out a little three-minute video about the night before my relationship, the night before I met him five years ago, out of the clear blue sky, y'all, that was the other thing. I think it's so cool. People say it all the time. They say, um, when you least expect it, it happens when you least expect it. And um, I will tell you that that is absolutely true for me. It happened when I said to God, you are enough. And if I never get to do that, if I never get to be a wife, you are enough. And not long after, Christopher came walking in my life. And um, so I just want to encourage you, if you are waiting on that, to work on you, but know that there is a plan and know that there is a person out there and know that you are walking towards them and they are walking towards you. Ooh-wee. Um, <laughs> and the other thing I want to say is this. If you are out there taking notes, the other thing I want to say is this, is um, whoever it is, whoever you end up with, know that there there will be continually like continual opportunities to fall in love with them for the rest of your life. If you're not with somebody right now, you have this to look forward to. Um I looked at my husband tonight on the way to dinner. We did an anniversary dinner and he was so tired. We both had a crazy long week. I'm traveling for work, he's traveling for work. We had games every night last week. We are exhausted. Trips, this, that. He's the best dad on the planet. Um, we were both exhausted, and yet he went to an anniversary dinner with me when he could barely hold his eyes open. Like, he is just that amazing. But I looked at him, and I was like, gracious, he is hot. Like, he is so good looking. Not only is his soul great and his heart great and all of that, but gracious, he is so good looking. And I said this last night on um, on the little TikTok that he still, he walks into a room and he still gives me butterflies. He walks into a room and he still takes my breath away. He walks into a room and he makes me laugh. He makes me giggle. He makes me want to be the best possible version of myself I could be. I wrote that in his card tonight. Like he, he does that. And it's different than when I fell in love with him, but I'm more crazy, stupid in love with this man than I was when I fell for him the first time. It's a deeper kind of love. It's a, I, I have been struggling with how to sum up marriage coming up on a year of it. But I think one way to say is that it's so comforting. When it's covenant marriage, it's so comforting to know that that is your person, your landing place, your soulmate, your best friend forever and ever. It's so comforting. And that doesn't mean let yourself go. Um, I want to keep myself healthy and uh, and up um, for myself and to be healthy. But I also want to be attractive to my partner. And that doesn't mean that if I... Uh, gained whatever or did whatever, had disfiguring surgery or accident or whatever that I wouldn't expect him to love me because I would love him and he would love me. And if he lost his legs, if he lost all his arms, if he was burned horrifically in a fire, I would love him and I would expect him to love me. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to, um, I, I don't want to be attractive for my husband. I, I do want to be attractive for my husband, right? So it's a different kind of love. It is deep. It is pure. It is, um, 
He's, he's my teammate. He's my teammate and my best friend. And so today, wherever you are, if you are in it and it's dry and it's dead, let me tell you something, Joy Starter. It can be revived. It can be. If you are out of it, I have people around me that I love dearly that um, got blindsided by divorce and they're now rebuilding their life and finding, and they tried to save it, but they're rebuilding and finding their life and finding their footing and it's a beautiful life. Okay, so maybe, 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 woo, 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 maybe the person that you need to fall in love with, woo, wait to the end of the podcast to drop the knowledge, is you. After a divorce, after a loss, after I was just talking with somebody today that was a widow, um, died unexpectedly. I was visiting um, earlier, about a week or so ago, with a with a gal on on Instagram about painting me a, a painting, and she was gonna was gonna commission uh, her to do a painting. And y'all jumped back on like two days later, and her husband was killed in a car accident. Like life changes. I don't know where, what happened to you to get to where you are. I don't know if you've lost somebody. I don't know if you've gone through divorce. I don't know if you're still waiting on your person or I don't know if your person is down the hallway and it feels dead. It feels dead. It can be resurrected, right? And and find your place in what I'm saying. Maybe it is you need to fall in love with you. Maybe you're with them and you still need to fall in love with you and choose you and 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 work on you work on you heart mind body soul health there's nothing wrong with saying i'm not talking about any size i'm talking about being healthy from the inside out loving your soul loving your body being healthy making healthy choices and and food and all of this is i don't know where you are i'm just waxing poetic and telling you that um i have been with somebody another frail flawed human being as am i and I love him so much. I love him so much. And he loves me. I think that's the thing that sometimes blows my mind. He loves me. Because sometimes I'm unlovable. Sometimes I'm a real turd. And um, so, yeah. So, I hope today that you have taken something worthwhile from this. Whether it is to... Um, Get in there, try something new, whether it is to love yourself, to work on yourself, to look at yourself as the ultimate project, whether it is to get back out there, whether it is to um, pour into the garden that you already have in your own relationship, or whether it is that healing and waiting and having faith for your person coming down the road. I just love you. I believe in you. I believe in your future. I believe it is yes and amen. I believe it is good joy starter. And I believe there is joy. Um, and I've been telling people this lately, and it relates to our mental health, but you don't even know what's up around the corner. You haven't even met all the people that are going to love you fiercely and that you're going to love. You don't know, no, you don't even know what goodness is up ahead and hard times and all those things because that's life. But gracious, when I hear about people trigger warning that take their lives it breaks my heart because they have no idea they had they had no idea in that moment and i've been there um how close they were or what was up around the corner in terms of goodness and love and mercy and joy and peace and excitement and happiness and all of that and so i just want to say that to you tonight that no matter where this podcast finds you you have no idea what's up around the corner. You have not even met all the people that are going to love you fiercely and that you're going to love fiercely. 
and you have no idea the goodness that is ahead. So keep the faith. Keep the faith, kings, queens, royals. Keep the faith, joy starters. Keep the faith. And please, please, please share this with a friend because maybe somebody that you know needs to hear this podcast, needs to hear what I have to say about love and about being in a relationship that was at times against all odds. Yeah, here we are five years later. And his card to me said, and I can't wait for the next 50. I can't wait for the next 50. Um, so if we can make it, if we can make it, just know there is somebody that is out there for you. And maybe that person you need to fall in love with is you. And maybe that person you need to fall back in love with is down the hall. Okay, so you can just apply what I have put out in this uh, goodness in my heart and my soul and hope it applies to your life. I love you so much, Joy Starters. Please like, subscribe, share. So many of you are telling me that you love, love, love the podcast. Please share. It helps us tremendously. We're starting a new thing where we're doing some little video chunks and some audio chunks. And so um, when you see those, it's not just for you to consume. We want you to consume it because you're my Joy Starter. But we want you to share that too. Just hit a share button and hit the app button and let us know you shared it. That helps us. Um, we also have a newsletter. We have all sorts of things, neat things coming up. We just got done with the mental health games. And so I am so excited to share this piece of my life with you and my love and my heart and our story that was definitely not perfect. That was hard and had thorny places and will continue to have thorny places because that's just relationships and that's life. But through it all, he is my soulmate, my best friend, my everything. And as I told him tonight, I would run through a fire. If you said, babe, let's go, or we got to go, or we got to go in, I'd hold his hand and I'd run through a fire with him and for him. And I want that same kind of love for you. Love you guys. Love you, Joy Starters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of your support. You do it for me.